0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders, dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs.
1: Media Mash on Thursday. Let's
0: ride. And
1: we've got two insiders. The originator, none greater. He is Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. We've got John Mashota of The Athletic. And I am really, really trying to figure out how to get hyped up for this game. Like It's Houston. This is a bad team. Um, this is a bad organization. Uh, it's the Governor's Cup. Yeah. It's a noon game. You know,
2: got a stack. Right before we started the show, I was—I said to him, I was like, "Can you name more than five players in the Houston Texans?" And obviously, you can, but it's not as easy as you think. Like, it's—it's oh. it's not a—it's no. not a—a a, a gimme there. This is as bad of a roster as I've ever seen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one. I mean, even the 0-16 Lions still had Calvin Johnson. You know, he still had some pieces that were like, "Oh, I can see this this team." Man, I just—it's—it's it's bad. Yeah. It is bad. And and you know, this is one of those where like if you were playing
3: like Madden or, you know, in the NCAA game you know, game back in the day where this is one where like you, you got the stats. You know, this is a stats game. You could you can really pad the stats with stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean yeah, they pay their guys too and all that, but but not well. I mean, like they, you know, we say that all the time. They're <laughs> like well. they get paid too, not the same. though. They don't get paid like these guys get paid. You
1: no, know, they 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 may be in the same building, but they've got different views. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. So, yeah, it, it's. I mean, literally, you you're showing up Sunday because you love the Cowboy. I mean, you you've had tickets and we're going, and, but mm-hmm. man, this is one of those where literally. Hey, Nick, you love the Cowboys, man. You're my boy. Merry Christmas, man. Going to the game. Going to the game? Right, right. Yeah. Literally, that's just one of those because it's, it's just like, oof.
3: I think it'll be I, – I mean, I, I always look forward to game, these any game, but, but I think it'll, it'll be fun. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, how, how they play. And, you know, there's always a game within the game, the storylines, and I'm sure you have a lot of them written down there. I mean, just, just you know, what happens? I mean, are, are you going to get a Pro Bowl – Left tackle back this week is he, is James Washington going to play this week? I mean, these are some things that you know you're just everything kind of is ramping up to the playoffs and just little questions and so you know I, I think that there's some storylines that
2: are interesting for this one. Yeah, I, I agree with those and then also the Kelvin Joseph thing. Like, yeah, what is Kelvin Joseph that other that number two corner yeah. spot? How does he play? Uh, who, who steps up there? How does it look there? Is it Kelvin Joseph starts and, and is <clears throat> excuse me clean and, and solid all the way through or? Is it shaky? And Davis Mills is picking on him, and all of a sudden now you see some other guys out there. You know mm-hmm. uh, that that I'll give you that. That is those three that right there are, are some. Decent I think storylines. it's a great opponent for some of those question yeah. marks. You know those yeah. things that you want to see.
3: Uh, I think this is this is a, a good week for it. And you know, Micah did not get a sack last week, and you know he's found himself in the news, and so I'm sure he's he'll be looking to uh, uh, get a few get a few sacks, make a few plays in this game.
1: I remember um, talking to him. Uh, buddy of mine, he was a coach, and and back when he was in college, I said, "Is this kind of like when you were in school and you were facing one of those those Oregon teams that weren't any good? Like, you know, hey, I can make all conference right now. Is it mm-hmm. Game like a Houston Texans, like, hey, man, get a couple sacks and a mm-hmm. touchdown. You know, it's about time for Pro Bowl voting yeah. here. Like, like right, that game, can Coach, dial, dial me up, dial me up. Yeah,
3: somebody and, like a Jake Ferguson, you know, or you know, or even like a." I I won't say Malik Davis. I mean, he might play some. But, I mean, you know, just just somebody that that is like a second-teamer that doesn't play a lot but might play the whole second half of this game like that. And and if we're getting ahead of it, that's just the way it is. I just do not think Houston can stay on the field with the Cowboys. If they're focused and they go out and just execute efficiently, I don't think Houston can stay on the field.
2: No, no, I don't either. But I also think there's a certain aspect of, oh, you know, you hope to see the Cowboys show up. And I just look back to last week's game and the way everything started to steamroll in that fourth quarter. A lot of that was done by young guys who they're not going to sit there and look at the Houston Texans and go, guys, this is the Texans. We don't have to... Like you said, Hendershot, Ferguson, those guys, like they want Sam to Williams. Sam, Sam Williams, Kelvin yeah. Jones. They're, those guys are going to want to put out good tape. They're going to want to play well. Uh, you know, I just... I look at this as a game of you know you just see look look across the rest of the league key injuries happen and things like that you just want to be able to avoid that you know if it gets to a point in the second half you know go ahead and get demarcus lawrence out of there you know get you know zeke and, and pollard and some of these guys let you know let Malik just, davis get get touches in there just put a there. guy like tyron smith in there well you know what i mean just put it, even let, with tyron i mean <laughs> you know get him in there here and there but you don't need to have him out there the entire time
1: stay, stay on Malik davis scored last week and we don't know what Zeke's future will be. And it makes me think about Davis. And just what, what do you think their comfortability is with him and what kind of role do you think he could be working towards next season?
3: There's a lot of questions there on you know what happens with Zeke, what happens with Pollard, do they draft the guy, and where. And so, but you still want a running back like like him on your team. I think there's going to be a role for him. You know, Rico Dowdle is still on IR. He's a guy that they were excited about, but I think Malik has passed him He's because he's quick and he's big and strong, you know, and I, I guess he's fast. I mean, you don't really have to be super fast at, at that position if you've got some of those other uh, traits. And so he he has that. And now with a second year uh, under his belt when that happens, I think he, he's somebody that, uh, you know,
2: it'd be intriguing for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of tough decisions in the offseason. You just try not to think about them right now because it just, it's a whole, there's so many other things that come with it. but. I mean, it's a good point bringing it up because it is going to be something that they're going to have to be faced with. I know Skip Pete likes him a lot. Yeah. We got that chance to talk to him during well, the, the bye week. I mean, he talked about how he's not hesitant to put Malik Davis out there in in big moments, and actions speak louder than words. They certainly did that in that in that second half and that overtime of the Green Bay game. Yeah. I mean, he had a huge carry; would have been one of the biggest plays in the game if it wasn't called back for that holding call. So, no, I, I think the trust is there. They would prefer to you know continue to have Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, though.
3: Yeah, you know they they get go back to April, I mean, you get 30 visits to bring a guy in, you know, and you're sitting here in the draft, and you you can I – I forgot, where, where did they pick last year? 20, you know, like a little 20, wherever they got Tyler Smith. But, I right. mean, you have the opportunity to get a lot of guys in here to look at first, second rounds. They brought in Malik Davis with their 30 picks and, and 30 visits, and he didn't get drafted. They ended up getting – but they obviously liked him. There's something about him that this staff liked to bring
2: him in to visit with him. I'm trying to think, like, who are the other – Number three backs that they've had recently because to me, he jumps off as he's better than who they would be. And so, I guess I'm thinking like the Rico Dowdle. Um, you know, he's probably consider Lance Dunbar number three. Yeah, or?
3: I guess so because he really I mean, was. He definitely like had some juice, but I think your best number three, you know, in a while. Was like it's a shard choice, right? It was a it was a mid mid round draft pick, you know. Yeah. So
1: yeah, fourth round pick. Yeah. yeah so so I, I I for me when I when when I saw that that touchdown run and then going back into camp, I just think of like, okay, you know, along the way, Will McClay and his staff looking at it. Okay, here here's a guy that you know we, we like and and could see more out more out of. And um, I'm prop I'm probably finally getting my mind wrapped around it. Um, something could happen with Ezekiel whether he takes a reduction in salary or they decide something could happen because we're just seeing there's 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 they got a lot of issues um, with this team roster wise in terms of you know who you pay and where you go so everyone cannot get paid and you're going to have to figure out which young players allow you to spend money on, on some other players and so Davis is that kind of guy you, you if you can get you know if you can get a number two or three play out of of this running back. Because Pollard's staying. At minimum, he's here on a franchise deal. Mm -hmm. He ain't going anywhere. I told somebody, I was like, look, Tony Pollard's going to be here. Um, So that's why I look at a guy like Davis, and I'll just be interested. a game like this against Houston, if you go out here, you handle your business. You know, him carrying the ball like we saw in the fourth quarter, it's not just going to be out here on a joyride. This guy's going to be running with a purpose, knowing that, okay, I want you guys to take me seriously as that I'm someone that you can count on and have, have a part of your future. So to
2: me, the way I feel is that running back is the easiest transition. Now, when I say easiest, I don't mean anybody can do it, but I think it's the smoothest transition from usually if you're a pretty good running back in high school, a lot of times those are the guys that get on the field and are pretty good as a freshman in college and then vice versa. Usually the guys that are really good in college that come to the pros and and get some time. If you compare it to all the other positions, I think it has the highest success rate of being able to carry over in year one. And I'm saying that's not for everyone. But
1: what's your biggest concern within that? It's always the pass blocking, pro. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the pass pro in in, you know, these kind of situations. And look, hopefully you, you make the playoffs and nothing happens. But if you have to put him in a situation and you gotta get some blind. I mean, look at the, the poor Niners. I mean he's, he's dropping guys. You know, so that's one where let let's not I would say Pay attention, Captain Faye. That's something to pay attention
3: to. Yeah, and, and if is you know what do you have to have to have you know pass uh, pass protection? You got to have uh, number one. You got to have the awareness. You know, understanding w- what the blocking scheme looks like, and also you know figuring out what other teams are trying to do. And then you got to have the strength to hold up and, and you know block. You know, to, for him to be a rookie on the as a personal protector on the special teams right now that's that's rare to have that position he's out there a lot doing that so the the trust that that bones fossil has for him to do that kind of shows he's a smart kid he's tough he he's, he, he can he can pick things up so the sky is you know the limit for him i think i think he, he's got a really really bright future
1: when you say that i think that's really important to you i was ended up talking to uh buck Showalter today the manager of the new york mets and just,
3: just, just on the street, or bumped into him, or I called him because they had the Jacob
1: Degrom press conference oh, yeah. with the Rangers today, and I wasn't going to be be able to be there because it was at one.
3: I said, Buck, what's up? <laughs>
1: well, I, I just because you,
3: know, you, you know him from the Rangers,
1: yeah. And I and uh, and I just said, all right, t- tell me about Degrom. You know, what do I need to know? And and so you know, Buck just they. He, he loves he loves the arms, like, amazing arm. You know, he says, crazy. He's like, and I have Randy Johnson. He's like, yeah, I've seen some arms. So he said, the guy's got a crazy arm. But one thing I asked Buck a couple of years ago, I said, what's the biggest lesson you learned about how to win? He said, he said, dumb players get you beat. He says, don't get dumb players. And when you talked about Davis being a prompt protector, you cannot be dumb. And that, I mean, you have to have a smart person who understands what to do because that will get you beat. I mean, too many times, special a special teams play has turned around a football game. But that says something. Bones Fossil is trusting a rookie in a position like that because you can't you can't see disaster there if you do if you're not you know, if you're not up on what you got to yeah. do.
3: I've so. heard Jimmy say the same thing, same exact line. Jimmy Johnson said that as well, and, and you know they kind of from the same school school of thought there. You,
1: you read know. that book yet?
3: No, it's good. I bet it is. It is good.
2: It's kind of what are what are that. his
3: chances of making the Ring of Honor now, as opposed to before it came out? And I, I don't I don't know what what's in there, but I've always been I was told that that's going to be a that's going to make it even a steeper hill to climb. Yeah,
1: here's one. There's a whole chapter in Jerry and me. Mm-hmm. One of the first times that he has admitted fault. And kept admitting different faults. Like I, I handled things different. Could have done things.
3: Differently. Jimmy said that. Yes,
1: yes. So there, there's a, there's a lot in there. But his whole thing with it, he he laid it out that hey, this was the contract. I was in charge of the players and I made these deals. So um, he he said it straight there. But I, I, Nick, I've always felt this way about Jerry and Jimmy thing. Uh, it'll come down to being a sentimental moment for Jerry. I mean we. you, I mean, you guys have seen it now. I mean Jerry will drop on you. he will drop some tears in a minute now, over a simple kind of question. And you never know what gets to him. I just hope that, because both men should be in the Ring of Honor. Okay, both of them have the honor while people can enjoy it, and the people you love can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see anybody rolled out there, and we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. Especially the Hall of Fame guys are out here getting inducted, can't talk. You know,
3: going to happen this year.
1: You know, they're or or they're dead. Mm -hmm. Um, The moment should be enjoyed by the participant. Their family, their co- all those people, and and you've been around all those folks who who love Jimmy. Um, they deserve that moment too, because for some of them, like a Dave one, Dave one says never getting the Ring of Honor. Okay, this is as close as guys like that get to. Um, Darren Woodson, you know, guy that Jimmy drafted. You know, that's moments for for people like that because of what he meant through his career and then when jerry goes in there the same thing for all the people that he helped bring along for this ride you know that's that's their moment too i'd like for both men to be able to have the moment where they could truly enjoy it when people are not able to stand up or speak or they're not around here to enjoy it i just think that's a problem and i'm hoping that jerry at some point in time just does it i I spoke to jimmy um on a, on a Zoom call, he says, "You know what? Sooner he does it, then we'll all just stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Which is that's the truth, in my opinion. Just do it, and be over with.
2: But maybe it'll be too hard for him to get through that day of or, or in that ceremony and and having to do all that. I'm saying Jerry to do it for Jimmy. That might be too difficult. Where he doesn't want to do it, he just doesn't want him to get that that honor. I mean, actions speak louder than words. It hasn't done it up to this point, but, so there has to be something there.
1: But you guys were there two years ago on the Monday night against the, the Eagles right. game, and, and while." cliff harris was there along with drew you did it yeah i mean would it be any would it really be that much different
2: no it wouldn't to us but we're not the ones in charge there i mean we we yeah books are put out stories are told but you don't ever really know everything and so there still has to be something there that is deeply rooted to why this hasn't happened because let's be honest you don't need to do ring of honor like well, if they're going to do it, you have to. You're going to have to announce now because that's be a year from now. No, you could actually go ahead and, and announce it like next do it, week. You do know, whenever you want. Right. right exactly. Right. And
1: hey, guys, tomorrow. Guess what? Everybody, come out the, uh, next yeah, week because we're hey,
2: we're dropping this thing. Attend- so. Attendance for the Texans games down. We're going to do Jimmy in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how quickly can you
3: make? Can you make right. the?
2: You know, whatever the <laughs> tiles are. Hey, real quick, back to league Davis thing. How many people do you think realize that these, that Malik Davis and that Damian Pierce from Houston are were in the same college backfield last year? The reason I bring this up is because Florida hasn't been very good. You know, one guy is the third string running back for the Cowboys. The other guy is having a good season, but it's for the Houston Texans. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that these guys that could be the two backs on the field in the second half— our guys that played in the same college. I mean, I don't know. Did you know? I mean, with being an Arkansas fan, I didn't know if you knew that. Or not. I I found out like uh, 15 seconds ago. Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't. I, honestly,
3: this whole week, yeah. it was one of those things. I was I've been meaning to ask someone. Like, where did Pierce go to school? Because usually man. I will I'll remember based off of oh yeah that running back or whatever.
2: And I even if you would have said Florida running back, I would. I'm seriously trying to think of the last Cowboys game I've covered where I've looked at the other opponent where you're just like, man, this is just not going to be... Regular season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, regular season, of
4: course, yeah. yeah that's what it looks not,
2: like. Not, not preseason, but regular season. I cannot think of the last time where I was like... I mean, are... hey, 17 points in an NFL game is a lot. That's, this that's unheard of. Yeah. Man.
1: That is unheard, unheard
3: of. what do I feel like it's going to be 10-3 Houston like in the second quarter we're going to be looking around like,
1: going, what? Hey,
2: hey. Yeah?
1: Because they'll, they'll come up here ready to fight? And yeah. No, look, I, I actually did the Dallas Morning News picks and I, I took Houston to cover.
2: To be honest with you, from my perspective as a writer your scenario gives me more to write about than sure. 52 to 7 like you can write about it and, and, and things like that but you kind of look at it as like that well that should have happened it's easier to write about whoa what what happened here you yeah. know that th- why was this a game you know
3: they're going to face better teams in the playoffs
2: than Right, this, right. If know? they're doing this here, they're going to well, – Christmas Eve against the Eagles this uh, movie, yeah, you yeah whatever. But, yeah. but yes. I expect them to take care of business, even part. if it is a slow start, I still
1: – So part two of the AFC South Classic for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's Houston, and next week it ends in Jacksonville with the uh, Jaguars. So these are mm-hmm. games that we're expecting the Cowboys to win. When we uh, c- don't forget the Titans but there's like three in a row
3: oh three in a row yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you meant like just yeah, no no no. Just general. He, yeah. Yeah, no you got the you know Indy we got the he's Eagles too yeah they're, they're, that kind of breaks they kinda it gets, up breaks it up there, I just yeah. you think that they could be the AFC South champions like you think they have to get, t- get into the playoffs like the, that, get, trophy. that number,
2: get, a, just just, get a first round buy just get like a hat that says like you know it's AFC I, I just want to see the
1: Governor's Cup presentation man.
2: how <laughs> I many people okay at the stadium, we'll say they're rounded off to 90,000. 90,000 people at that stadium, if if it if there's that many. How many people do you think even know that there is a Governor's Cup or what the Governor's Cup is? Out of 80,000. Do you think it's even 10,000? I think it's 100. I, I was going to say, I think it's. I do think it's in the 100s.
1: It's about like that Lone Star boot that they play for between the Rangers and the Astros. Nobody knows. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I've there's, heard of there's it. That.
2: I've never actually seen it. Does I've it seen exist? It. Yeah, it's an yeah, actual yeah, trophy? And you get to it's... keep it at the end of the
1: year? Yeah, but basically, it just lives in Houston. He I mean, lived in Houston for probably almost a decade yeah. these days. So yeah. when,
3: they, when they're trying to win a, a different trophy, like, like do you think they care about that one? Too? Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like, oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Just put it on over there. Yeah, no, you're right about that. <laughs> hey, let's take a break. When we come back, 7-7 is out on the field. I'm excited about it, but unfortunately, in my last podcast, these guys were down on it. But we'll check in with John Machota and Nick Eatman as Tyron Smith nears return to the lineup for the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
4: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? bank of america n.a equal housing lender credit and collateral are subject to approval restrictions apply this is not a commitment to lend
0: the season is finally here for months we've been gearing up to win now it's time for the team that performs on any field united ag and turf with john deere zero turns for mowing compact tractors for loading mini excavators for digging gator utility vehicles for hauling implements for grading hay tools for baling. united ag and turf for winning The official Ag & Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit UnitedAgAndTurf.com for more.
4: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back
0: to, back to back
1: Media Mash. Mash. Media Mash. John, the show of the athletic. You got Nick Eatman here of DallasCowboys.com. I'm Newish Scruggs. All right. My previous podcast, I spoke about Tyron Smith is back. And Mike McCarthy's like, Tyron Smith practicing. That's a good thing for the Dallas Cowboys. But Danny McCray and Barry Church are like, come on, man. You know you can't trust him. And he says it's not right because you had Tyler Smith playing well. Your offensive line is playing well, giving up sa- some of the least amount of sacks in the game. Why mess with the chemistry? Why do that? I said they want their best five. And if you're going to go into the playoffs, you know what? Tyron Smith, they believe, gives them the best five guys. So, um, it's two against one I'm by myself. Still rolling with seven seven. So, I'm starting with you, Nick, your thoughts.
3: Uh, I think you could say best five. I think. It, what if you said, Look, I want my best two? I mean, I think he'd be in there. I think. I think it'd be him and Zach, Zach like it's always been. Um, until until he's not that guy. Until he's not that guy anymore. But let let him prove to you that that he isn't. Um, and and I. I think what Tyler Smith has done this year has been amazing. I mean, like he didn't practice at left tackle. He's he's playing guard and he was the rotating at guard and then he all of a sudden now you're the left tackle and he played pretty well based off the expectations you have for him as a rookie that hasn't practiced there all year that gets a lot of holding penalties. He's been pretty good, but I don't think he's been Tyler Smith I mean Ty- Tyron Smith good. So I wanna see if Tyron, you know, cause we always we're judging Tyler that way based off of what you expect. The last three years we've judged Tyron Smith based off of what he's been his first five years of his career. It's like eh, he's kinda of losing it. Yeah. Okay, well he's had a lot of room to, to, to dip down and he's still pretty dang good. And he was a pro bowler last year, missed some time. Let's see what he looks like this year. Uh, I got a little bit of glimpse of some things in practice. I'm just I'm not going to go into detail. I saw some stuff and I'm telling you <laughs> he's one of your best five. Let's let's put him out there. Whenever
2: he's fully fully ready, he needs to get out there. The only way I'd have an issue with it is if he gets out there and we know it. I mean forget us, but the coaches know like man that's he's not playing on that level. But then they keep having him out there because he is Tyron Smith in name that's when you have an issue. But if he's one of your best five players, and he doesn't have to be Tyron Smith of five or six years ago, but if he's playing well at left tackle, you leave Tyron Smith out there. Uh, And you figure out at left guard if it's, you know, it it, it looks like it's going to be Tyler Smith, but... If he has issues there, then then hey, you adjust to it. But I th- I just think that what Tyron Smith has done and what he's capable of still doing, he deserves every opportunity to get back out there. And let's be honest, he doesn't have any position flex. It's not like you're going to be like, oh well, we'll we'll move him into left guard and mm-hmm. and we'll let Tyler Smith stay out at, at left tackle. No, you're not doing that. What? Put him out there. Uh, you know the 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 guys that like the Dak, Dak talking about him today. You know, it was good to hear him out there grunting again because mm-hmm. that's when he knows that. You know, Tyron Smith's out there doing his thing. That they, the veterans on this team trust in what he can do, and he deserves the right to be able to show that. Now, if he's out there and he's not playing up to that level, well, then that's up to the coaches to go, hey, we've got to go back to what we were doing before. And, but then let's be honest. There's a decent chance that he gets back out there and then something else happens. Sure. Because this isn't a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. I mean, this has been going on for a while where it's been one Over thing. Over a half and, decade. And it hasn't been just one thing. There's been a lot of different things, so I think that eventually your body gets to a point where, hey, he's had a lot of wear and tear because he's been in this league since he was a really young dude, and it's obviously caught up with him, and he's trying to, you know, take it down the home stretch. He'd love to end his career probably with a a Super Bowl ring.
3: You know, he, he... And it kind of surprises me a little bit that Barry Church would say that because Barry is a guy that that had an Achilles injury and he fought like hell to get back out there and play. And and they signed him to a contract as soon as he had that injury. Good faith. It's like, you're going to come back. We're going to, you know, and he was a really good player. Um, Tyron, what is Tyron Smith doing for the last three months? What well, a lot of people said he's done, man. He, he ain't going to come back this year. Jerry said it, and Jerry got laughed at for, for saying that. And here he is in the meat of the schedule, exactly like he just said, and here's Tyron Smith. And Zeke said it yesterday in his press conference. I feel sorry for the defensive guys that he's kind of throwing around. I'm telling you, I saw it. I, I saw one play of what he was talking about where, man, he, he, looks, he looks pretty dang good. So – he deserves that right. He's he's been your franchise left tackle, Hall of Famer. Show me that you're not that guy before I say now. Nah, I don't want to mess up Tyron's Tyler Smith's development.
1: One of the things that I spoke about was giving trust towards Joe Philbin. I mean, we saw the first game; they didn't have any of the guys they they expected, mm-hmm. you know. So, right out of the gate, the first game, whole new lineup. Then second game, because McGovern got hurt, you had to put Farnock on there. So you spent the first three weeks of the season you know, juggling lineups here, and they've continued to move the lineup around a little bit. We saw where Jason Peters played some left tackle. You put Tyler Smith over here at left guard. They haven't missed a beat. We haven't looked at this offensive line and said, you're the problem here. In a league where offensive line play
2: is a serious problem. And what you just said also happened. That included with five games of a backup quarterback. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah. So... If the Cowboys are telling you this is what we plan to do, why not trust them? Because so far,
2: I think they've earned it. Well, but people will say this. <laughs> this is very, this is a very popular take. It happened a lot with Zeke last year. So you bring up Philbin. What if Philbin wants to stay with what he's got right now, but he's being told, no, no, Tyron goes back in there. I'm not saying that that's the case, but I'm, a lot of fans believe that, that a lot of these, deci- a lot of these decisions are made because – you know Jerry Jones is like no no no. When 77's seven's back, he's out there. I don't care what the coaching staff says. Seventy seven will be out there. You know. So as long as Joe Philbin is getting this is who he wants in. I'm on the side of the coaching staff on on this. Whatever whoever they want out, their best five. Mm-hmm. They've to your point proven that they that they deserve to have the set. Terrence Steele last it. year. Yeah.
1: You know I, I was one you of those questions. guys. I was one of those Collins guys. I mean, yeah. Collins back there.
3: Biadish too. I mean, for me, I mean, I was one where I thought they, they needed to upgrade at center, and, and I don't hear anything about Biadish. you know, I I mean, other than some good things. I mean, he's he moves people, and the shotgun snaps have been great. You, you, not, you do not see that as an issue, and that wasn't one of his things his rookie year was the shotgun snaps were not good enough. Um, and that's why Looney played a lot over him, but he's cleaned that up. He's cleaned up some of his penalties. I don't think he gets knocked back that that often. You know, I think he's he's been a really good player. And a, another guy, Philbin has developed Tyler Smith too, McGovern as well.
2: The Terrence Steele one will always be the one for me because, to Nui's point, it's not only with Beatties. You're kind of what are your other options you have? Frederick's gone. You don't have a lot of they've and they tried working out tons of guys to be backup, and they can't even come close. So you're 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 forced to do it with Terrence Steele. You did have Lyle Collins there, and most people, myself definitely, thought, "Come on, what are you doing? You got to put Lyle back at right." And they didn't. And now they got a guy who will probably be the Cowboys' right tackle for a long time, and and it's an undrafted guy that everybody obviously passed on.
1: And another, when we talk about, you know your roster another guy you got it you're gonna have to you know try to get to a contract here soon and and he's Mm -hmm. he's gonna make a nice payday so yeah Yeah. it doesn't
2: sound
3: like his agent is ready for or he is i don't know who his agent is but it sounds like it's not one of those like hey you know remember when we signed you and we made you a starter and you how about we do a three or four year no 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 they they know what the deal is they know he's already a top 10 uh, straight cash homie top 10 right tackle yeah in the in the league and yeah, he he's going to be tough. To, I don't know about tough to sign, but I mean, he's
2: he's not going to be cheap. You so know, you're just, just you're making sure you're not giving any of that extra money to a wide receiver that's not currently in the building. I, I you you can't. I mean, and and I and I give the Cowboys credit for for for
3: looking that, that way. Like this was one. Hey, come in and help us this year. You know that you somebody said it. Oh, he's cleared. OBJ is cleared. He's ready to go. And that's what got everything kind of kind of you know stirring the pot again when in reality it's like no 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 team has said he's cleared right uh and he isn't and then now you're looking into next year and the Cowboys wouldn't be in the market for older wide receivers who don't play special teams that want a lot of money they're not they're not going to be in there. they're going to have enough they got 20 free agents on this roster and and if you just go through the list of 20 free agents you, about 15 or 16 of them you'd say
1: man I'd like to have him back
3: you're not going to get them all back yeah
1: I, and i also look at how they got saved by Randy Gregory um, yeah. deciding not to take that money. And then they, they divvied the money up. And while they were heavily criticized when they said, well, we're going to put it towards these three players, um, man, yeah. You, you're so happy Randy Gregory decided to take the $70 million because Doris Armstrong with eight sacks right now. you got Fowler at five sacks. And then you got young Sam Williams here who, you know, imagine what he could be. With a full offseason, a better understanding. Yeah, it helps of here too football.
2: a lot is your coaching staff that you have a coaching staff, and in this case, is on the defense that has identified guys that work in their system. Mm-hmm. And hey, make sure you bring back these guys. And then when those guys are taken care of, whether it's guys that they sign, trade for, or add through the draft, they get on the field and they do the things that the coaches. You know, and, I'm obviously talking about Tristan Hill and Taco Charlton. You know, you can have a coaching staff that really wants a guy, wants guys, yeah. and then they get there, and you're just like, whoa, that's not the that's not that's not what we thought we were getting at all. And, you know, and don't forget too about when you're talking about
3: Dan Quinn and, and developing guys. I mean, don't 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 forget that Randy Gregory was in that same boat. Yeah. He had his best year of his career under Dan Quinn in last season, and and that was what kind of helped him get that contract. And the Cowboys were certainly willing to do it, but. I mean, he hasn't. He's never had a, a year the way Dorrance Armstrong is having this year. And I think, on top of the eight sacks, that's even more impressive. Is that he, he blo- he's blocked three yeah. kicks. The one in the game the other day went through. But if that thing trickles down and goes short, right. that would have been his third blocked kick because he's got his hand on it. It just went through. It doesn't count as a block. He's blocked a punt and a field goal, and then he got his hand on a third one.
2: That's interesting. I didn't know that. That it didn't count as a block.
3: I don't. It, I don't think it counts. It for, makes it, it's sense. A it makes sense went, went through, it's a yeah. deflected pass. It's kind of like
2: a receiver deflecting the pass, but he still catches True. it. You don't That's call good that. Point. Yeah. But, yeah, I
3: didn't know that. But sure. it, I mean, who, who who can have eight sacks and do all that? Yeah. Tanner T- Steele's restricted this year, right? Restricted. Okay. Probably put the first round tender on him.
1: Okay, so you put the first round tender on him and you franchise Pollard right now if you don't get a deal done. I don't
3: know what that number is for, for running back. Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Twelve twelve
1: six, I believe, is what it is, what Chris Beam had looked up for. So I'm just looking in terms of just like, okay, right now, see, what would you do with your money?
3: See, I think Pollard, I I could be wrong here, but you do that with Pollard, but you might get an opportunity to give him three or four year deal with more guaranteed. You know, not twelve per year, but maybe more guaranteed money. And as a running back in his going into his fifth year, he might be I mean he he might be smart to do that because when running backs when it ends for them, it ends quickly. Right. And it could be his fifth year and all of a sudden it doesn't doesn't go well. They draft a the running back, he gets more snaps, and then not, now what? So he might he might look at yeah, we'll sign the franchise tag, but a, a long term deal that's less than twelve million a year but still
2: gives you more guaranteed might be something. But to the think thing about. that you get into is what if he is this there's still so much of the, you know, you talk about the meat of the season coming up. What if he's just a monster, like in the playoffs, like multiple big runs, things like that, like to the contract to what you're talking about might even be like, Whoa, I, well, we, we can't even do that. So that's when I think the franchise head comes in because you cannot let him leave the building. I'm just saying if right. he's making these game-breaking plays but right. they're winning playoff games with him, they're not letting him leave the building. No, no,
3: I'm not saying le- let him leave. I'm saying do the franchise like you're talking yeah. about. But when he thinks about it over the summer, like, all right, do I want to go into another, fra- no, right. another contract a year? Yeah. I mean, $12 million a year, but what if they're offered me $9 million a year? for for 5 years yeah with 30 million guaranteed i'm like yeah. Right now, I have twelve million guaranteed. Yeah. He might consider doing that because running the, the life expectancy of running backs doesn't isn't the same.
1: Hey, look, I thought Dalton Schultz would get a multi year done, so uh, you know he had a number in mind. So yeah. th- this is where the agents play into. But I, when I bring up that that number for him in a franchise, I just think to myself at minimum, I know he's in the building. Yeah, you know, just that, like that's yeah. that's the one guy who's going to come up that you know, oh. hey, you can't get out of.
3: You the... got that budgeted right now. I mean, that's what it is. Eleven million, or you now you're, yeah. you're asking for twelve. Mm-hmm. You're not going to. Keep Schultz. I, I wouldn't think not yeah. with these two young tight ends, and you know, I'm I don't think there's a need for another. I mean, they played pretty well without him.
2: You know, I like Schultz, but I'm just saying I don't see. How oh, I can't. mean, well, yeah. It's but it's also one of those things where you don't get to keep every single person that you right. like. You have to look at the roster and be like. Yeah, we're going to drop down a little bit, but I'd rather drop down this little notch here than if we do this move over here and we lose all of this. You know, so you, there is going to be you're not going to get everybody back. It goes back to what he said earlier about Malik Davis. Yeah, no one's sitting here and saying that he is the best running back on the team. And he should be getting. But you, you're going to have to make some difficult decisions along the way when you're paying Dak Prescott what you're paying him. And you're going to be paying Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and C.D. Lamb and, you know, all these other guys that are that are paid amongst the highest of their positions. I Steele.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of, of what Dalton Schultz has been able to do when he came out of Stanford. Um, they've now shown they have a formula and they can identify tight end talent here mm-hmm. that fits what they want. And... Linda
3: Wells has been a great, great coach. I mean, he has done a great job of developing guys.
1: So you're just going to do that again? I mean, that's so it'll be a conversation. Most likely, the adults say, "Hey, look, we love you, we appreciate you, thank you." And he's going to want to go get us, get his bag somewhere. And they're going, they're going, right? They're going to be some teams who are going to give him the contract he wants, and the Cowboys are going to have to because of the way the roster is set and who they have to pay. Go out and just okay, who's coming out in the the draft as forms a tight end.
3: Yeah, I was going to say it too about Dalton Schultz. Ton of respect uh, for him for how he's handled this year been a frustrating year with the injury and one no wanted a contract here are these young guys and they're going around and they're lassoing each other right. jumping in the kettle and all that he's right there with right them. right he's not big boying them like yeah. we've seen other veteran tight ends do with younger tight ends you know like like because you know he's like no i mean i get it. you're trying to take my job but you have it right now and we're, we're all in one room and we're gonna have some fun and i he's handled this in a very very mature way and i i have a lot of respect for him i don't know if he's going to be here next year but hopefully he'll get paid pretty pretty
1: nicely what you're Saying right there that gets around, you know that gets around yeah. when people are sitting out here talking about, you know doling out contracts and, and, and teams are going to ask because you know surely somebody it, it, it's it's there are no secrets in this league so somebody's going to call Mike McCarthy or Linda Wells and he's going to be able to say you know what, hey man guy was not happy um, he wanted a deal but. Boy, look at the growth. These guys were able to look at him. He taught them. He did his part. So hopefully it works out for him. Kind of like I think about Alex Smith and everything Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City and helping oh, yeah. him get along here. And then you know Andy Reid, tried, they tried to do as best they could for him. They sent him to Washington. They gave him a deal up there and unfortunately got hurt. But he got the contract he needed and it was kind of like, hey, he was rewarded for being a good guy. And I, I would like to think that could happen for Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. as well. But they just can't pay everybody because they got some really good football players are trying mm-hmm. to keep. Around here. and let's get another break in here. Uh, when we come back, because Clarence was here yesterday, we didn't really dive into this whole thing. I want to dive in. Um, Brett Maher. What Brett Maher has done, and what do we think as we go forward, you get ready for the Philadelphia game, and go to the playoffs, his importance for this football team? Let's dive into that with Nick Eatman. John McShone, I'm New York's This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home.
1: Right here on a Thursday, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, the originator. And i You got John Mishoda of The Athletic. I'm Nui Scruggs. The past two games, they have not needed Brett Maher. They, they, they just not needed Brett Maher at all. It's been killing my personal fantasy team. But um, <laughs> you're getting toward the end here. And once you start talking about the playoffs, you need a good field goal kicker. And I, I just think this is a really underrated story of this team, considering – how scared we all were at training camp just to stand underneath those trees because these, I mean, these kickers—you had to actually have fans. Of, hey, duck! Watch out—they're kicking. They're kick. Guys, turn around—they're kicking.
3: One guy couldn't get it to the trees. I mean, seriously, and the trees are uh, fifteen yards behind the the goalposts. We're talking like
2: extra points. I mean, they were not wasn't always getting it to the trees. My my thing is. Okay, it's first of all that you had these other kickers that you, you went into camp with. He was not one of which. And he's not on anybody's team. With how well he's kicked this year, that's the thing. Like This looks like something where, yeah, maybe somebody cut this player going right. in because they're like, hey, we drafted a kicker, so we got to kind of get rid of him. But he's solid. Like No, this guy was on the street. He didn't have a job at all. And then this way he's performed this year. So, I don't know. There's part of it you got to think. it has got to be a little bit of luck involved, I would think.
1: But I did understand. For a minute, it... it like, Wait, he was with New Orleans last year, but then I forgot. Right. Will Lutz was hurt, and, and Lutz is a good kicker. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, but man, it's, it's one of the underrated stories. And, and obviously, you know, kickers don't win comeback players of the year or anything like that. But in terms of us covering the Cowboys, you could not have seen a guy who left out of here with it was like good riddance, mm-hmm. get this guy going. And when he came back,
2: don't I feel like maybe not to that level, but don't you feel it was a little bit like that with Zerline? Yeah, I don't think anybody oh. really wanted to see. It's it. always that way with the. Yeah, kicker. really. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but when he came back, I was like, really? Remember, we were at camp. I was like,
2: that already by her. This, bit, bit this down is it. This road. Yeah. Right,
1: and and the way he's performed,
2: it's he's been clutch. Side of it is though is that you look at Garibay and how bad he was. You're just like, how did he even get an invite? And there were portions of this offseason where he was the only kicker. like that they. So obviously they knew, hey, this will be our only kicker right now, but there are other options we have we can go with. Yeah. But I honestly, full disclosure, thought this was going to be a little bit of a merry-go-round. I, like I thought here. we were going to see multiple kickers this yeah. year. It, I did. Isn't it funny how, like, when you think about
3: your special teams, you know you've, you've you've got about four guys that are that are always kind of in the mix. you so you got your punter, your kicker, your deep snapper, and your returner. And three of those four guys were not even with the Cowboys or on an NFL roster when training camp began. I mean, uh, Kevontae Turpin was not on anyone's team, correct? Right. And neither was Overton. You know, and obviously with with McQuaid getting hurt, they they brought him in, and Mahar wasn't on a team either. You know, and, and these and Overton's just been good. I mean, just solid like like all snappers typically are. But I mean, Maher's been outstanding, and I think Kevontae Turpin's one of the more underrated players on the team. I really do. I think I think he's become a weapon, doesn't even have to have the ball in his hand. I think on punt returns, you see a lot of short punts now, high punts, not just kicking it deep and letting him go and getting all excited in the crowd, and getting into it. You don't see that a lot. I think what he's already put on tape is helping this
2: team without even seeing it. Sure. Uh, my thing with the, as, as good as Maher's been all year, I'll just keep going back to that, the 60-yarder that gets, well, nope, doesn't count, review in Minnesota right before halftime. And for him to come back out there and kick an even better kick mm. from 60 yards, I don't know that we have seen. We would have seen that from him in years past. And um, I don't know, like I, when they signed him, I did not look at him as a guy that I would, would have been super confident if he comes out there, 40-yard field goal to win the game. But now, yeah, I mean, I'm fully confident that, that to put him out there in any of those situations.
1: So, um, safe to say, we're all in agreement Cowboys win this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that makes 10 wins. And that would be back to back 10 win seasons for the first time since 1997 when Barry Switzer. I should say 96. Oh, yeah. 96 gonna when the say, Cowboys. going to correct you on Cowboys that one. <laughs> went uh 10 and 6. Sorry, in 97, they went 6 and 10. 6 and uh, 10. But yeah. uh, 10 and 6, 1996, Dallas Cowboys team. And, um, They're
2: gonna have to win eleven games this year, just so all those people that are like, "Well, there's an extra game." They can't go ten and seven. They're gonna have to win at least eleven games for the to... ten and seven would be the wheels falling off, no question. But it still would be a stat in that book for sure that that was the first time. They I win. think I think this team is anything short of, I mean,
3: thirteen. Well, I think it could be thirteen and four, and there'd be some there'll be some excitement going into
2: the yeah, season. Yeah, but if you're twelve and five. I mean, especially means, if we're factoring in a potential end of games you know end of season game that doesn't mean much you know I don't yeah. That one's going to be tricky uh,
3: uh, because you know it'll mean something for Washington Yeah um but I, what I see happening is is I see the Cowboys being one game behind Philly Yeah and you have to play it because Philly could yeah, lose, yeah, yeah, and, and lose and and yeah. if they do lose you're going to win the tiebreak break yeah. if you beat Washington so they're going to have to like go in and play you
2: know, half-heartedly keep in one But in your aisle. scenario, then they would go 14-3. and three. That would be wild. Well, i mean, I'd maybe never, Philly's going to lose a
3: couple to, I mean, I think Philly's got another loss in them
2: and the Cowboys' See, I don't, loss. I do. I don't. I think they have one loss left in them. I really do. I think I it's going to be the Cowboys, but I, think I, I don't think they're going to lose that. any of those games well, to the Giants. The Giants. The schedule's just not that when, It's not. When, yeah. they, when they plowed through the Titans the way they did, I was like, damn, that's one of them that they Yeah. Kind of, oh, and then to uh, escape, I guess, the way they did against Indy. Yeah. I that, that was like yeah those are the ones that probably had to be lost see what the weather looks like in Chicago don't they play at the Bears
3: I think so yeah that, that'll be that could be an interesting game yeah you never know bears are bears are tricky they yeah
1: not,
2: checking the, the roster
1: know. here on the 96 Cowboy team here we go let's go Herschel Walker was on that team
2: I would not have guessed that.
1: That's right. So just looking at some of the names here. So, uh, Herschel Walker was on the team. Uh, Dion, obviously, was on the team. But your starting defensive guys, Tony Tolbert, Chad Hannings, Leon Let Shante Carver, Charles Haley, Hervin McCormick, Broderick Thomas, Randall Godfrey, uh, Fred Strickland, Darren Smith, Kevin Smith, Deion Sanders, Darren Woodson, Brock Marion, George Teague.
2: I wasn't down here at the time. Was the feel... That they still had because you read off those; those are a lot of great players there. Was the feel like, hey, they could still get back to another one? Or that, what, in ninety six, we already kind tell you of about like, that. Nah, I Can I tell know. you about
3: that season? That
2: was yes. a little different season. Michael Irvin was
3: suspended the first five games of the year. That's mm-hmm. why Dion started at wide receiver, which I think is still one five of the, starts. Once the most underrated feat? Yeah, NFL. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, um, and he played. You know, and then when Michael came back. Um, they started, you know, getting going. I think they were two and three in those first five games, um, but they had a huge win against Philadelphia in that fifth game. And then Irvin was in the building at twelve oh one back, and they got they got it rolling. They went ten and six, but late in the year. Leon Lett got suspended. He was playing great football. He got suspended, and that would, that would kind of set him back. But a lot a lot of people believe that they went to Carolina, right. And they played in the playoffs. And I mean, Irving got hurt in the first drive. Dion got hurt in there as well, and they didn't they didn't win. And that's, See, I just
2: feel like looking at it back now. They, it's easy to sit there and say they would. But I'm saying if you had just experienced, you know. Ninety-two, ninety-three, ninety-four, ninety-five. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe that at the time people weren't feeling like, yeah, all you need is just like to make yeah. this move or this guy's, and then we're going to be right back in it. You know, Get like I find it hard to believe that people were like. Just blow this thing up. They're not going to get back there again. No,
3: you know? no. The way they played, because the way they won their playoff game against Minnesota was like, this team's ready to, to get it back on.
1: 45 15. Yeah. It's a big, big win. And then, you know, so you lose to Carolina, as you said, 26 17, you lose in Charlotte. And then Carolina ends up losing that next week. So Green when did Bay.
2: they finally, when did, when? because I obviously was in nine When did you finally, you were like, nah, it's done? Nine to seven. In yeah. uh, 97, they were six and 10. That yeah. was, and they were like six and five. And then lost five. Never any feel in that, process. hey, just if they go
3: make this move or that move, they can maybe. Well, you know, and then 90. I was just telling this story to somebody the other day about a, a toe injury. In 98, this team was 8 and 3, mm-hmm. and Dion got hurt, and he hurt his toe, and he didn't play, I don't think, the rest of the season until the playoffs. But they that's when Randy Moss, Thanksgiving Day game, oh, okay, came yeah, in. Yeah. And I mean, people kind of forget, like, the Cowboys were 8 and 3. They were a really good team that year. Vikings were just incredible. And uh, they didn't have any corners because you know Dion was hurt, and Kevin Smith I think was hurt. They didn't have anybody that day. And uh, but but that was a good team. But Dion got hurt that whole season. I mean, they 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 limped to the finish line yeah. and, and then lost it in the playoffs. All
1: right. Fun times, man. Appreciate it. Mick right. Eatman, John Machota, and then we the media match. We'll do it again on Tuesday, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
4: this Cowboys? Yeah!